welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we learned Parasha Kora and um, I took this beautiful Parasha Shiur from the book Likras Shabbat by Rabbi Benjamin Eisenberger, Shlita, and he gives us a very beautiful insight into what was the root of the problem of Korah's behavior. So as we know, Korah was a first cousin of Aaron HaKohen and Moshe Rabbeinu. And he was very upset because God hadn't given him um, uh, a title as lofty as Aaron HaKohen. He wanted to be the Kohen. And um, because of this, he actually created a whole rebellion. He had all these people come and, and rebel with him. He made this big rebellion. At the end of the day, God was in favor of Moshe and Aaron and the, he was swallowed by the, by the earth with his family, all his children, and all the people that were rebelling. So in this, um, in this uh, shiur of Rabbi Eisenberger, he explains that Korah instigates and leads a rebellion against Moshe Rabbeinu uh, with disastrous uh, results for him and his followers. And Rashi asks a question. He says Korah was an intelligent person. He was not a stupid person. He was a very intelligent person. We have to understand also that he was uh, a high-level spiritual human being. He was knowledgeable of Torah. He was from the tribe of Levi. Uh, he was a, an important person in society. So what went wrong with him? Why did he get this foolishness inside of him? And why did Korah rebel against his cousins, against Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron HaKohen? Why did he lead a revolt and stripped him of his purpose and mission in this world? It, 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 he lost it. He lost everything. So Rashi answers that Korah saw that he would have uh, Shmuel Hanavi. He would have been the grandfather or, or great-grandfather of uh, the prophet Samuel. And he believed that because of Samuel, the prophet Samuel Sehud married, he would be able to fight this war and that he would have merits to win. So we see here that the, this doesn't answer the most basic question. Rashi only explains why Korah thought he would be punished. He wouldn't be punished, why he felt safe and secure. But we still don't know what was the motivator, what was it that led Korah to, the, to this revolt, and what did he think he would gain from it? How could he ever think he would gain something positive from this? So Rabbi Yeruham in Das Torah writes a great length and explains the very slight uh, problem that uh, Korah committed. What was his transgression? So, as always, when the Torah talks about the early generations, the Torah always talks about great people, like when we learn about Abraham Avinu, and, 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 and Isaac, Isaac, and Jacob, and Moshe, and Aaron. He, the, the Avos, the, the, the forefathers, were in very high um, uh, regard. They were very, uh, they were very elevated people, and Korah was also a very elevated pe person. So when we read in the Torah of their mistakes and sins, we know that these have to be very small. So the, the, they're very minor mistakes, and the Torah magnifies those mistakes. This is what the Torah does; it makes them bigger, so we can see them and learn from them. 
And so while we can take Musar, the learning from them, but the actual mistakes were so minuscule that we alone would never notice them. We would see that in society, they're so normal. It's so normal to feel like Cora felt. But in reality, this is what leads to, to bigger problems. So the Rabbi Yeruham begins with a famous um, quote from Koheles, where he says that the difference or, or maybe the distance between Gainon and Ganeden is a fine is as fine as a hair. In other words, it doesn't take a big jump to jump from Ganeden to Gainon or from Gainon to Ganeden. So we see it doesn't take a tremendous error to fall from the side of Ganeden into Gainon. So we see here that the, the problem, the problem, the root of the problem of Korah's uh, downfall was his jealousy. He was jealous. He felt jealous. And Hassel states clearly that he was jealous of Elitzafan Ben Uziel becoming the leader of the tribe of, uh, of Levi. He was the prince, the Nazi of the, of the generation. And so he was seeing that all these cousins, all his cousins had very prominent positions. Moshe Rabbeinu was the leader of the Jewish people, Aaron HaKohen and his sons were the Kohen, was the, the, the Kohen Gadol was Aaron and his sons were the Kohanim and he saw the Levim. And he saw all these people having all these prominent positions and he felt that he was, he was not being honored as he should be honored. And that's where everything started. So what is the nature of jealousy? What does it make a person to feel this, uh, this emotion? Really, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a mida, it's a characteristic, it's a character trait. And this, uh, this uh, kina, this jealousy in the Mesekta Baba Basra, in the Daf of 21a, the kina among Hahamim, it says that the kina, the jealousy amongst the, the, the scholars, the Hahamim, increases their chokhmah. This is what it says in Baba Basra, that there's a positive jealousy. There's a jealousy that is positive. Like when rabbis are jealous one amongst the other because this one knows more than me, this is a positive jealousy because it makes him, it's a motivator, it's something that makes him work harder and achieve greater heights. This is positive. But then in Mishlei, it says, jealousy rots the bones, jealousy eats at you. It eats at the strongest and healthiest side of you, the bones. So there's another side of, of jealousy that is really very counterproductive and very negative. And that's when we feel that the, someone has something that we should have and that we're not happy they have that thing or that intelligence or that beauty. And it starts eating us up because we're not as good as these people are. So one type of, uh, of, of kina, of jealousy, promotes wisdom, promotes, motivates a person to grow and expand himself. And then you have another side of it that is very black and very negative, which at, at the end makes a person fall to the lowest of the lowest. So the, 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 the jealousy can come from two different roots. It can come from one root, the person says to himself, so then I also need to have it. Like when you see a person that has a beautiful house and has a beautiful car and has a beautiful dog and a beautiful husband and a beautiful children and this person starts saying, I also need to have this. 
So this means I'm thrilled for the other person. I'm so happy this person has everything they have, but I also would love to have that. And this is not something that is a sin. This is not sinful. Like you, if you see someone having a beautiful life, but you also want to have that life, then you're going to work hard to get to that point. You're going to make everything in your life to be able to accomplish a beautiful home and a beautiful life and a beautiful... Do, it, do the best you can to be able to achieve these things. So with this kind of jealousy, the person suddenly wants to reach some goal. He, he has something that he's focused on. There's something that he's looking forward to because he has only now realized that it is attainable and that it is possible for him. Obviously, this is only healthy when it's something that it's possible for you. So coming from the second root of the problem of jealousy, and this is the negative one, is if I would feel better if the other person didn't have it either. So it would be like my neighbor has this beautiful house, has this beautiful husband, this beautiful dog, these beautiful children. They look so happy. You know, I would also like to, be, to, to feel like that. This is positive, but if a person sees this and they wish that this person wouldn't have that because you don't have it, then that's when the problem comes. That's when you fall from, gain, from Ganelen to Gainon. So in this second situation, the jealousy is not shaped by a desire or, or for a particular item. It's not something that it's a goal-oriented jealousy. And that is why this jealousy, this type of jealousy, doesn't motivate people to grow and be better. It's the other way around. Instead, the person is aggravated. It's, it's, it's aggravated that he has less than somebody else. And he can't deal with the feeling of perceiving inferiority. And that is why it pacifies his jealousy if the other person doesn't have it either. So what Rabbi Eisenberger is teaching us here is that the root of the problem of jealousy is the feelings of inferiority of a person. So when a person feels low, he feels that he's not good enough, then obviously he'll feel better if the other person doesn't have it either. Because if I can't have it because I, 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 I cannot achieve this, I prefer the other person doesn't have it either because at least I'm gonna feel better about myself. So this is, um, this is a, a type of, 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 of jealousy that it's a little childish. If I, if, if I can go, then he shouldn't go either. If I can't have this toy, then my brother shouldn't have that toy either. So it's not that, he's, that this jealousy is aroused by, by good feelings, like, okay, I, I would love to have this, and, um, and, and I would love to be like this person, but at this moment, I'm not like, I, I understand, I'm not, I'm not that person. That's not that negative, uh, sick jealousy. So the root here is not that he wants to do what the other person is doing or have what the other person is having, but the person wants to be equal to the other person. He wants to be the same. Because if you're the same as someone else, then your inferiority complex won't be felt. You won't feel, you won't feel less. That's why there's such a big deal now, equality, everybody should be the same, everybody should be equal. Because the, the, the problem is that people feel inferior. They don't feel they're good enough to be able to achieve what the, good, what the people that have have and the people that don't have don't have. They feel they can never come to, to, uh, to achieve this. So it's better that nobody has it. So that way I don't feel that I, 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 I'm in a low level. It's all in the brain. 
So in English, these two feelings are expressed by the words envy and jealousy. Envy is a desire to possess something that was awarded to or achieved by another person. It's a desire to have what the other person has. And if the world goal is worth, worthwhile, and if the envy motivates the person to go for it and achieve it, then this is a healthy kind of, of jealousy, envy. It is the goal, it's goal-oriented. So envy is, I want also what that person has, but uh, I feel okay if he has it and I don't have it. This is a healthy jealousy. But then the bad jealousy, the, the negative one, is the one that tells you, I want what other people have, but if I cannot have it, I prefer that they don't have it either. So this, this jealousy is a resentment. It comes from a resentful place. It's resentment. And that the other has something that I don't have. It's resentful. In, in Colombia we say, es una persona resentida, resented. And that resentment dissipates only if the other person loses his advantage or his privilege. So once that other person doesn't have what he, what the privilege, the advantage that he has, then the other person is going to be able to feel good about himself. So sometimes envy makes us feel that if they can do it, I can do it too. This is a positive feeling. If, if, if this person was able to come out of this situation in their lives and look where they are now, how they achieved it, how they were able to grow and, and fulfill and, and progress in life, that means that if he could do it, I can do it too. I, I would also want to be like that. Or it can be... Um, Something that pulls people down, and, and, and by pulling people down, you pull yourself down too, because it's never going to allow you to prosper. You're going to be stuck in the same place. You're never going to move forward. So this, there's a similar phenomenon, which is evident when people endlessly try to expo expose what's wrong with us. There's a phenomenon here, Rabbi Reisenberger is saying that the, sometimes there's people that are always putting people down. It doesn't matter what they do, what they say, they're always putting people down. Why? Why do they do this? Because they, they hate the people whom they can't be like. And they hate the things that they can't have. So this, is, uh, this comes from uh, a, a deep problem of inferiority. When people feel so low, so low about themselves, then they have to pull people down so they cannot, they don't feel so low. You know, there's a story of one of the Rebbes that the, the brother was always tripping the other brother. He was always trying to make him fall. One of them was short, the other one was tall. And the Rebbe said to the, to the boy, he says, you know, what you're doing is wrong. Why are you tripping your brother? Why do you want him to fall down? He says, because it bothers me that he's so tall and I'm so short. So the father said, this is not the way, by tripping your brother, you're not going to be in a higher place. If you want to be in a higher place, just step on a stool, get up on a chair and be higher. Get up. So this is what it's saying here. It's saying that people sometimes put people down because they feel that if they make someone look bad, if they humiliate a person, they make them feel like they're not so great, then, then themselves they feel, okay, I'm not so bad. It's, a, it's an inferiority problem. So we have to treat these maladies. These are maladies, internal ways in which we look at ourselves that are expressed in, in jealousy. But in reality, the jealousy is not the problem. 
The problem is the, 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 the inferiority complex that a person has inside of himself. So it says here that, uh, that Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Yerusham explains that Korah began with a beautiful envy. His, that's why this parasha is named after him. It was a beautiful envy because he, he wanted to be close to God. This was where, where everything came from. He wanted to feel close to Hashem just as Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron HaKohen had the, 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 the privilege, the soche, the merit to be close to him. And this is what he desired. But then he overstepped that, that, that boundary. And again, as we said before, it literally, uh, something that was very minor, became like a, like a snowball. It started rolling and rolling and rolling and got humongous. So the, 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 what it's presented here is that what Korah was saying was, okay, there's no need for any leadership. There should be no leadership. You don't have to be a leader in, 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 in amongst the, the children of Israel. And uh, I won't be either. Like nobody needs to be a leader here. All the Jewish people are holy. We're all holy. We're all a holy nation. We are all priests uh, by ourselves. Why do we need Aaron Hakohen? So that was the pro problem where here for the first time, Korah expressed and exposed that style of jealousy. Here ended his pure and healthy uh, jealousy that was to be closer to Hashem. And then something ugly came out. You know, it started like, okay, I want to be close to God, but then something ugly came out. And that was because if he had just experienced a jealousy to be close to God, then the position wouldn't have mattered to him. It wouldn't have mattered. If he wants to be close to God, if Aaron HaKohen is the high priest, if he's the Kohen Hagadol, then you know what? I want to be close to Hashem too. Then you know what? He would do what he had to do to be close to Hashem by being Korach, by being Korach, by being this important person in society that was super wealthy, had the beautiful family, had everything in the world. He missed nothing, had everything. So with everything, he could have done so much. But no, he wanted to have that. And if he couldn't have it, then this other person shouldn't have it either. And that's because it came from a place of inferiority, inferiority complex. So, so we see here that instead, Korach said, I don't have to be a Kohen, and Aaron HaKohen doesn't have to be a either. There's no need for a Kohen. Doesn't need anyone to fill his position. Why? If I cannot have it, he shouldn't have it either. Because if he is not a Kohen, then I'm not going to feel bad about myself. So then Rabbi Yeruham explains at length that, uh, that this was the same problem that Cain and Abel had. That Cain was jealous of his brother. This is the first time in the whole history of humanity that we see this horrible trait unfold. Where two brothers, uh, which were, was the only thing there was in the world, was them and their parents. There was nothing else. And they were offering to God and, and, and Abel came with a beautiful offering. He gave the best of what he had to Hashem. And, 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 and Cain brought whatever, he brought whatever. He didn't make it extra special for God. So God took what uh, Abel gave him and Cain felt bad because he didn't give the best of himself. And what did he do? He killed his brother. So we see from here that the, the jealousy is something that we should not take lightly 
that it's something that we should ask ourselves when we feel these feelings of jealousy because they're human feelings, they're part of the world, they're part of our psyche, they're part of our makeup, that, that we should ask ourselves and we should test ourselves. If the other person didn't have it, would I be ha happy? If that person would lose what they have, would I be happy? If that person has something and I cannot have it, would I be happy? And if the answer is yes, then we don't have a problem. If a person loses what, what they have, and I'm, will I be happy? If I'm not gonna be happy because that person lost what they had, then I don't have a problem. I'm not a jealous person. I feel bad for the other person that doesn't have what they had. Or if a person has something great happen to him, will I be happy for them? So if the answer is yes, I will be happy for them, or I will be not happy for them if, they, if, they're, if they're suffering, then you have a healthy, a healthy uh, dose of jealousy because this is a, it, it empowers you to be better. But if the answer is yes, I would be happy they lost what they have. No, I'm not happy they're having a, 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 a joyful moment in their lives. Then we have a problem. We have a problem and, if the, and, and we have to see within ourselves and see what is our motivation in the way we feel about others? And when we look deep, deep, deep inside, look at your, at your self-love, look at your inferiority complex. Why do you feel so low? Why do you feel that you, you're good for nothing? Why do you feel that if you don't have what other people have, then you're not as good? Why do you feel like that? And that is the question, and you need an answer. The moment you get the answer for that, then you will be able to prosper and grow and achieve the potential for which you were created, that only you can do. So I leave you here. I wish you a blessed new month of Tammuz. It should come with a revealed and open good for all of us, and it should be an easy month. And uh, remember, live a little higher. Thank you.